Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where we share stories and tips to help you run a better farming business and create your very own freedom farm. If you're looking to work smarter and not harder in your farm business, welcome, you're in the right place. G'day everyone, welcome to Profitable Farmer once again. I'm genuinely excited about this conversation. One of the real privileges for being part of Farm Owners Academy, it's it's the friendships we make, um, the memories that we make as a bit of a community and um, just the shifts and I'm going to say transformations, which might be overstating it, but just the changes that we see people make as they journey through our programs. It's a real privilege and I was lucky enough to sit in the room and listen to our graduation ceremony for a group of people who were moving from their third year on our Platinum Mastermind program into alumni. And it was just a wonderful moment. We love those graduation ceremonies where people reflect on their journey. There was one in particular that just really struck me and I've built up a real friendship with Peter Maloney, and it was just amazing to hear Pete and Kate share their reflection on how their journey with Farm Owners Academies have been. And Pete, I'll put you on the spot a bit, mate, but thank you very much for joining me on Profitable Farmer. And I'm really pleased to be able to share your story. How are you, mate? Yeah, really well. Thanks, Hutch. Yeah, thank, thanks. And um, yeah, I really value our friendship and yeah, it's just just an awesome community. So yeah, can't wait. So Pete, I know this is a big step for you, and we'll unpack that a little bit as we go. But I do appreciate you being courageous enough to jump on Profitable Farmer and and to reflect on your journey and to share your story. So thank you for that, mate. Yeah, thanks, Hutch. Um, yeah, I'm glad that I can share it, and yeah, I hope hope someone gets something out of it. Yep. So just to frame this up, Pete and Kate made huge efforts to come from Western Queensland. They, they farm 50,000 acres north of Charleville at Augafella um, and have been wonderful members of our community and made every effort and some to get to our most recent deep dive into their graduation. And for reasons that we'll explain in a little while, they weren't able to make it, but you know, everything worked out perfectly and we got to hear Pete share his reflection of his journey with FOA and beyond. And it gives me great pleasure now to share that with you. I'm just going to share a video with you all, which is Pete and his speech at graduation. I was lucky enough to chat with you last night, Pete, and um, so you are up on the big screen and um, looking, looking forward to hearing from you, and um, you shared something with me um, that you wanted to share on stage, so um, yeah, over to you and love to hear from, from you and what you got from, from this. Yeah, thanks, Westy. Um, yeah, a bit nervous, but um, here goes. <laughs> I've heard that the fear that you face will leave you, the fear that you run from will follow you. I have three fears. One is public speaking. The second, snakes, which I'm never going to get over. <laughs> and the third is the classroom. Three years ago, 
we went to the Canberra deep dive and I went there very nervous. I went with a massive guard up and an ego at the time which told me I had to work harder than everyone else to prove myself. It led to a massive breakthrough. I can say that now, but it was a breakdown. I went with the guard up because I was that worried that what if I had to get up on stage and read, or even worse, if I had to, if I had to write something. I would have ran through the back door. I turned 41 on Sunday, and it's taken me 30 plus years to be comfortable in saying I have dyslexia. You might see a B, but I'll see a P. You'll see a J, I'll see a G. You'll see 945, I might see 594. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what's in here. I went to the Sunshine Coast deep dive. Um, same again, very nervous. I went there with a lot to unpack, but I just couldn't at that time. But I was lucky enough to sit next to Gary, and I still remember your words, mate. Work harder on yourself than on your business. And through this journey with farm owners um, and the awesome community, yeah, I've had some massive personal growth. Um, we've made some lifelong friends. It, it's definitely been life-changing for me. Um, to our mastermind group, just awesome, awesome bunch of people. Benita, Rick, thank you. I love our chats, Rick. And I just want to finish with a poem that, that, that I really love. Anyway, here goes. <laughs> when you get what you want, the struggles for self, and the world makes you king for a day. Just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your mother or father or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The person whose verdict counts most in your life is the man standing back in the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's up you clear up to the end. And you've passed the most difficult and dangerous test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. Thank you. You guys are awesome. But Pete, watching that again, um, your speech and that poem, how does it make you feel? Yeah, Hutch, um, at peace. Yeah, definitely at peace. I, I never thought by sharing that we'd be um, on, a, on a podcast together. So um, I, I would like to thank everyone that a lot, um, but comfortable, Hutch. I'm comfortable within myself. Um, definitely that the fear you face will leave you. The fear you run from will follow you. I, I really do believe that. And I think I'm just, yeah, I'm just motivated to keep growing, keep keep going down this track. Um, yeah, it's just really opened my eyes up, mate. Thanks, Pete. How much do you feel like you've 
unpacked, changed and grown over your journey? Oh, massive unpack. I, I said, yeah, I said to Katie, I just, you know, you almost felt like you were caged, you were trapped. Um, just, just always, yeah, just had that guard up, always worried. Um, where now, yeah, I, I'm, I'm comfortable. Yeah, comfortable and at peace, I'd say. Wonderful to hear, mate. So before we explore that a bit further, why was it that, you and Kate weren't able to get on the plane to be with us at graduation. Yeah, Hutch, there's, there's a bit of a story there. Um, I, I believe it started, you know, a year ago and my 40th. I, I wanted to come out with, you know, my journey, um, you know, just get it out there, get get the monkey off my back. Um, but anyway, through circumstances, I couldn't. And then for the whole week leading up to the deep dive, um, yeah, there, there was this obstacles just kept coming up in the way. Uh, the big boss and I, we weren't aligned. Um, there was communication breakdown. Um, we had a builder. He was supposed to show up on Monday. He didn't show up till Monday of. I just kept pushing and pushing um, to get down there and just be in that community and, and get it out, face my fear. Um, and then we got got all the way to the airport. Anyway, we're like, yep, we're going. Bags are on the plane. And then I get a text message and, um, yeah, it said, you know, you have a fire. And I just looked at Katie and I said, it, it's over. We've got a fire. Um, so, yeah, we mad rush, got the bags off the plane and turned around. And drove home and it just it just I couldn't work out why I just couldn't get this out I shared it with Westy and then on the the day after I shared it with Westy he rang up and he said I think you should share it mate and I said oh just give me a bit of time I've got to check this fire um anyway so the boys and I would be keep going down to the fire and, and it looked really good if I could have asked for a lightning strike to hit somewhere, it was where it hit. We chewed it out with cattle. Um, it was in a bit of timbered country, breaks either side and a creek through the middle. So, yeah, it was lucky, but we had to come home. And we just had an awesome mob of people come around it and put breaks in. So we were really grateful there. But deep down, I was like, ah, it's just, it's not meant to be. Anyway, so Wesley said, I think you should do it. Anyway, so we're down at the fire all day and it looked good. I said, I'll know by, you know, give me at 5.30 and I'll, I'll know whether I can do it. Anyway, we go down there just a bit after five and here's this massive big tree of light in the creek, just throwing embers over the other side. And then I just, I just had to let it go. I was just like, just let it go. The universe is saying it's not meant to be. Anyway, so boys and I are throwing rocks at this tree, trying to make it fall, and it was just, yeah, we won't get anywhere. So I thought, well, we've got time to kill. Boys, my two youngest boys were with me. I said, we'd just like to hear a poem. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to, yeah, jump, just want to jump in, Pete. To this point, you hadn't shared with your kids 
or anyone really in your immediate family the struggles that you'd had with dyslexia. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Katie knew, Katie and um, obviously my mum growing up, yeah. um, my mother and father, but I have, yeah, kept that. Um, so, yeah, my, my kids, yeah, they, they didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, so I said we had we had time to kill. So, anyway, I said, do you want to hear a poem? And the boys, yeah, yeah, we'll hear a poem. So he sat on this log and I reckon it was about the first verse in, this tree just fell. Fell to the ground, all done. Anyway, I said the poem and then I said to him, well, I'm supposed to be giving a speech. Do you want to hear it? And so we sat down and I shared the speech. And so that's why I didn't get on that plane because, yeah, I definitely would have faced my fears in, in, in front of everyone down there at the deep dive. But those, those people that mean so much to me, I still would have been running from. Um, and my oldest son, he wasn't there, but we had an eight-hour truck trip the, the net, oh, at the end of the week. And, yeah, we just had a great conversation. I shared the speech with him. And, yeah, it's just really opened up um, more communication between us all. Um, and, yeah, it's just funny what they, they come up with there. But, Tate, how was it to, I mean, you've, you've for 30 years kept that to yourself and not been able to speak your truth. How was it to share that with your three boys? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, just just total unload, um, and yeah, I, it just opens up that conversation. One of them said, "Everyone has their own struggles." Um, and another one said, "Just be true to yourself." Um, and, and that's just coming from little fellas. So I just, yeah, keep, I want to keep that, those conversations open. Yeah. And it'll, yeah. it'll just make stronger relationships, I think. Our kids can be wise beyond their years at times, can't they? Oh, yeah. 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 You just, you have to be present with them, Hutch. You really have to be there with them. Uh, everyone's busy, but all they want is that time. Mm. And, mate, from there you have shared more openly with other members of your family. I think you said that the universe is perfect and, you know, it doesn't make mistakes. Maybe you weren't meant to be telling hundreds of people you needed to tell those people closest to you. Who else have you now shared that with and, you know, how's that played out for you? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, mum and dad, they, they went through it with me. Um, the young fellow that works for us, um, I knew if I could say it to him, I'd be able to get it out. We just have a, a real respect for each other and open communication. Um, and, and there's other members of my family that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit down and, and yeah, have, have this real, this great conversation with Um because, yeah, I'm not the only one that, that struggles with it. Um, but just to be open and vulnerable, you just get on a different wavelength, I think. So, mate, what is it that 
has kept you from, you know, for 30 years from speaking about that? What is it you think that stopped you? Oh, Hutch, it's um, definitely the fear of being judged. Um, yeah, you know, being called dumb would be my biggest insult. I'd, I'd rather punch me, you punch me in the nose and call me dumb because that's what I was scared of for so long. Mm. Mate, um, can we go back into your primary school and high school? What was it like navigating a traditional conventional schooling, you know, with that struggle of dyslexia? Yeah, mate, I, I knew from early. I, I repeated grade one. Um, I had some hearing problems. Um, yeah, I don't want to blow my own trumpet here, Hutch, but I used to win handwriting competitions when I could copy it. I couldn't copy it forever. So I disguised it with messy writing. Um, that, that was one way of getting around it. Um, I said in my speech about a B and a P, I just let it roll into one. You can pick which one it is. Um, yeah, so just, just hit it all the time. Um, I was lucky enough. Um, I love sport. I love. I did love the social side of it. Um, but yeah, sport got me through school. Um, but saying that, I would have traded every coordinated bone in my body to be able to get my words on paper. How were you made feel through schooling? Like, what was it like in the classroom and? with all the testing and all that sort of stuff to try and navigate schooling and, you know, how were you made feel at, you know, over that time? Yeah, Hutch, um, yeah, scared. I would have been scared in the classroom. Um, teachers, uh, even yourself, when we went into deep dives, I, I, I was scared of you, mate. I, look, I looked at you as a teacher. And and that was just that young kid coming back out that never faced his fears, um, always worried of judgment, um, and just had that guard up, just always on guard, ne never, never wanting to let that down. Um, at the end of end of my schooling. Um, I was given a reader, which which made it made it so much easier. I could get my words out. Where before that, I just couldn't get my words on paper. Um, and yeah, so that was a massive help. But I, st I still I still remember this, and it it still irks me. It was um, naplans. It was a test you used to have to do, and. And the school asked me not to do it because it would give them a bad school. And it, it, it still frustrates me to this day that if I had had a reader, you weren't allowed one, but I would have been able to answer those questions. I just could not get it down on paper. So, yeah, it was a challenge. It was a challenge, Hutch. Yeah. Mate, um, 
it's amazing thing to have kept this to yourself and navigated life with this quietly only to have the courage now to speak up and speak out and to face your fear and to share it with people. So, mate, well done on that. Yeah, thanks, Hutch. Yeah. I think it's a it's an amazing story. Um, how has it been navigating business and career and farming and work with dys dyslexia post-schooling? And you know, have you made things work for you over the last 20 years since school? Yeah, Hutch, um, I left school. Uh, I started an apprenticeship, finished that. Um, just wanted to get something behind me um, and then went down a total different path. Um, and, yeah, so grateful that I went down that path, ended up out here um, from the city. So, yeah, massive change it was. But through that, um, well, I still had that need to prove myself, um, which ended up in me, you know, needing to work harder than everyone. Um, ego, had a bad ego um, for that, just, just wanting to prove myself, wanting to prove myself, um, which I said it ended up with the breakthrough, it was a breakdown. I just could not keep going down that track. Um, so I'm grateful that I've been been through that um, and I've accepted it. But, yeah, it, it's, it's been challenging um, and I'm so glad I'm, I'm at this stage. So, Pete, what's changed for you that made you willing to share your story or to change your story? Uh, there, there's been a been a few things, um, yeah. The 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 breakdown. Um, I, I just used to love running. I I just put the sneakers on and go for a run. That was my way of clearing my mind. Um, and I hurt one ankle with the bike incident, and then hurt another one skiing um, behind a jet ski. And then all of a sudden, I lost my way of clearing my mind. So I had to put my hand up and reach out and be vulnerable. I had to talk to someone. So I went to my running coach and I said, I need to ask you a personal question. Anyway, she took a big deep breath in and she thought, oh, no, what is it? And uh, she thought it was a men's problems so she had a big sigh of relief when I said depression and through that she got me in touch with this awesome bloke who's also off the land who just swam the English channel and we just got into these deep conversations um, which really made me open up and, and start sharing it once, once you start sharing your problem, whether it's the depression or the dyslexia journey, it, it became easier and easier to talk about. Um, and through 
through farm owners as well, Hutch, but being around people who were vulnerable, who, who wanted to share their stories, um, just listening to Tracy um, and then just talking to other people. Um, this one, one lady, close friend, said, who you are has nothing to do with what you do. Uh, and I was probably always in the back of my mind struggled with who I was um, and, and probably put who I was with my job. But now I know, I know that's not the case. You, you really need to know who you are. Um, and I've heard when you know who you are, you know seven things about yourself um, and it's got nothing to do with work. What has um has been your story that you've been telling yourself um that might have arrived you to depression, hey? Uh the 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 judgment, the fear, the fear of you know being called dumb. Um it's always sat with me. Um and just just going down that one way track of just working yourself in into a hole um, and just never stepping back and being present, you know, like I, I just, I was on that journey of get one job done. Where's the next? Where's the next? And it, I don't know, it was probably like a drug hutch where I was just looking for that next thing all the time and never just taking a step back and saying, geez, we, we've actually, look what we've achieved. Um, yeah, that's that's probably where I went wrong. Um, but now I'm just really focused on being that present, calm person. Yeah, it's amazing, mate. Um, I think, you know, we all have a story, don't we, that can come from how we're made feel in our childhood. Um or by others, and we we you know hang on to that story and live our life through that story. And it's not until we you know stop and do that deeper work of looking into what it is that's behind that story, and then doing the work to change the story that that everything can change. Would that be your experience? Totally, Hutch. Yeah, we we all have a story, definitely. Um, that there's the story to the past. We don't know what the future is. We don't know what that story is. But you can definitely change your own story as it sits now. Um, and that's just, oh, for me, it was facing my fears, Hutch, yeah, to change that story. Um, be kinder on yourself. Um, it is your story. Own it. Pete, um, that poem that you chose to share at graduation, why that one and what does it mean to you? Mate, I love that poem. Um, originally, I first saw it in Wayne Bennett's book, Don't Die With The Music In You, and it smacked me in the face. Um, it really, uh, yeah, woke me up. To, to think, am I giving this 100%? Um, 
you only get the one crack at it. And I just, I wasn't being true to myself. Um, but I can look at myself in the mirror now and with kindness, uh, and I'm proud, proud, proud to look back in those eyes. So it's been a massive change. It's amazing, mate. Um, how do you feel about where you're at now and where you're off to now that you've had this this shift and you know you've you've let go of that old story? Yeah. Um, so where I'm at now, I just keep saying I'm at I'm at peace. Um, where to from now? I think I I just I like to be open and vulnerable. Um, you, you you see the the true true people your true self comes out. Um, you you definitely have to work harder on yourself than on your business. Um, I, I think yeah you you may sound sound you feel like you sound greedy when you say it, but you have to look after yourself first because then every other relationship is better for it. You're better for it, whether it's your immediate family, friends, you're just a better person. So you definitely have to look after yourself. And I think the journey follows. So Pete, I get a sense that you were living life believing that you were dumber than other people and you know that you had to prove yourself and you had to work harder than everyone else to you know, get ahead and prove yourself to those around you. And, you know, now you've made the call to be vulnerable and to do that deeper work and, you know, now your story is different. Have you let go of that construct of dyslexia being a limitation and, you know, you being dumb? Do you now see yourself and, you know, dyslexia and those things differently? Yeah, to totally differently now, Hutch. Um, yeah, I I always thought of it as, you know, my biggest weakness. But, I, yeah, I do. I probably do think differently to mainstream. So um, in that way, I, I think it's it's a help. Um, so, yeah, I, I think now... Well, I sit comfortably with it. Um, so it has been a massive total reverse. Yeah. Pete, um, what there, there are other people out there that are struggling with depression, with anxiety, with fears, um, with dyslexia or other things that aren't dissimilar to dyslexia. And there are a lot of people out there that are struggling with those things and not speaking up. What would you say to them? And, you know, this podcast perhaps might be speaking to some of them. What is it that you'd want to say to them, you know, given the journey that you've been on? Yeah, I, I definitely say you just need to find that one person that you can start these conversations with. Um, you have to be open. You have to be willing to share it. And once you rip that first layer off, you, you will feel a relief. 
and then the next layer and the next layer and it becomes easier and easier. Like it was only six weeks ago, Hutch, I was still quite vulnerable with this, with you down at the snow um, and that was just another layer coming off and there would have been no way I could have been able to speak about this a year ago. Well, I would have choked up straight away talking about my journey through primary school, dyslexia. Um, but as I keep talking about it, it just becomes easier and easier. And then hopefully you'll help someone, they'll pass that on, and it, it just becomes better, a better place. It's a better place to live in just just through sharing it. Um, actually, I went I went down the medication thing first up for the depression, which helped me, but I just needed to talk. I just needed to talk to people, and I'm so lucky. I've got six, six people that I can just ring up, and it's, it's not how you're going. It, it's a real getting deep, how are you going? And, and that's what you need to be able to do. You need to be able to share as well. You've got you to let it down. I think so many of us, when we're not feeling like we're on our A game and we're really struggling, we isolate ourselves and try and go it alone. And, you know, we feel a bit broken, so we don't want to look vulnerable with others. Um, we, yeah. Did you did you do that? Did you isolate yourself a lot and oh. speak up? And you know what you're suggesting now is is different from that. Is that what you used to do? Is just to isolate, yeah. not speak up. Totally, yeah, totally inward, isolate, even even push people away. Um, it, it's it's all it's all part of it. For for my journey, it was. Um, but I had to want to make the change, Hutch. It's, it's just not going to change. You've got to want, something's got to happen to make you realise that I need to do something. Um, and yeah, I had to look deep, real deep. I, I was questioning myself. Um, but I had a fam family that loves me and, yeah, it you got to start somewhere. So, mate, you got a psychologist around you. You got some coaches around you. You've got six people who you can have really deep and whole conversations with. Um, how much of those people impacted you and helped you make this change? Oh, huge, much. Um, yeah, it's just. You have that trust, that vulnerability, and, yeah, I just owe them so much. Um, yeah, they, they talk about a toolbox, and in, in that toolbox, I, I have to be able to talk, talk to those people. I, I, I enjoy meditating, and I run. Um, and when I'm on top of my game... It's yeah, it's just you're just present and at peace. Awesome, mate. That was, that was my next question is 
what do you do now? You mentioned the importance of looking after you and putting you first, which is something that not many of us do. We normally put, you know, partners and kids and business and team and everyone else first. What are the other things that you do now to make sure that you're giving yourself permission to put yourself first? Yeah, so um, as I said, I like to meditate, um, which, yeah, it just helps me get get in that present moment. Um, running, it's just that exercise, it just makes me feel good. Um, gets, gets the oxygen flowing. And the, those conversations are just, they're, they're the main thing. You just just have to be open with them. Um, and, and it just, you can just feel it lifting off you. Um, it's just the weight that comes off your shoulders. And I can guarantee you're not the only one going through it. Yeah. When I was at my worst, I, that was the story I was telling myself. And it's, it's the wrong story. Yeah, I, have, I guess I've, my, my challenge with depression and anxiety is obviously different from yours, Pete, but I now look back on those moments when I was really struggling as the greatest moments in my life where I learned the most um, about myself and learned how to look after myself and do that deeper work more fully. And, you know, I do reflect on those moments where I put up my hand and said, hey, I'm not okay, I need help to a couple of people very close to me. That was a really hard thing to do. But when I reflect on what changed for me, it was just saying those few things, I'm not okay, I need your help, was what changed everything. Just saying that to those few people who I could lean on and depend on, that's when the support turned up and that's when the conversation started and that's when it became safe and okay for me to be vulnerable. Um, and that's when those mentors and those coaches and a psychologist and all the support that I needed showed up. Um, do you agree that that making those or speaking out like that is is tough, but when you do, it can really make a difference? Yeah, it is. It's it's tough because you have that guard up. Um, yeah, you don't want to look weak, but you know you you live with this. For so long, so I, I don't say depression's mentally weak. I think I think we're actually tough, and that's our problem. Is we're that tough, we don't want to let it down. So it's the opposite. Um, we we have to show some weakness and let it out. Yeah, I sort of feel like. Life is like a roller coaster. We all have ups and downs. And those down moments are just growth and learning opportunities. And I kind of also believe that we get thrown the challenges in life that we've got the ability to handle. Um, so, you know, we're getting thrown these challenges of anxiety or depression. And that's what it was for me that that's my next growth opportunity or my next learning challenge. So we can lean into that. But what I think is also really important is just because you have one episode of anxiety or depression or low self-esteem, 
we've got to be careful putting labels on ourselves that that that's who we are. Um, you know, there was certainly a point in my a big period in my life where I felt like I had low low confidence, anxiety, low self esteem, and depression. Um, I could easily have held onto those and just made it that that's who I am. Um, do you now reflect on those moments as as moments in time and not who you are? And what would you say about labels around these things? Yeah, back back then, I would would have definitely said that's who I was, and I had to go through that growth to, to get to now, Hutch. Um, Labeling it, um, you, we all have challenges, don't we? It's it's just that it goes back to that story. You, you have to be comfortable with who you are, um, and make sure you're telling yourself the right story. Yep. And and just to be able to, you got to be able to talk. Whether it's a little thing or a big thing, you have to be able to talk. Pete, would you mind speaking to your new story? Um, you've shared the old one, that it was full of fear and that it was, you know, the belief that you had that you were dumb or whatever. What's your new story? You say, I get that you're at peace and obviously really proud of where you're at in your life and with your amazing family, what's the yeah. st- what's the story that you now carry around who you are and what you believe? Yeah, I um, the, the universe is is perfect. Um, it definitely, yeah, you have to mind your mind, and just live live in the now. Um, be be present in all your conversations. Um, don't be listening to answer. Just just listen to be present. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah I'm excited. I, yeah, I love where I'm at, Hutch, um, and want to just keep keep this growth going. It's um, yeah, it's just. An awesome, awesome time, part of my life. Yeah. Amazing, mate. And how are you seeing relationships change now that you've been brave enough to be vulnerable with your three boys, Jimmy, Sid, and Artie, and you know, those friends and family that are closest to you? How are you seeing relationships change? Yeah, Hutch, massive changes. Um and you know, it's, it's because I've changed. Um, yeah, you, you really, you probably have to point the finger at yourself there. And, um, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do, but, yeah, relationships are a lot better, a lot more open. Um, back in the day, I probably, probably wouldn't have had those tough conversations, Hutch, where if someone opens up, yeah, I'll, I'll be there um, and not scared to to share mine and, yeah, just be there to listen. 
Pete, um, I think you've shared this with your farm team as well. A lot of people would feel like, you know, they've got to be the brave, bold, strong leader, but you've shared, you know, your reality with your farm team. How have they responded? Yeah, hardship is, yeah, it was great. And until we had those open conversations, there was a there was a block. You just you have to get on that level where you can be open and vulnerable, and it is so much more powerful. Um, have a better understanding of each other. Um, yeah, you just you 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 got to let go. You have to. Yeah, that's the power of it. I think. Perfect, mate. One of the things you said before is that you used to work hard as one of your kind of coping mechanisms and, you know, you had to be the hardest working bloke in the region or whatever. What did it take for you the other day to jump on a plane or drive 12 hours, jump on a plane and head down to the snow for a ski weekend with a few mates? Um, I was really... um, Privileged to sit on a chairlift with you and have a really wonderful conversation around this, um, which I'll always remember, mate. But what, what what did it take for you to go, you know what, I do deserve a ski trip with some mates and I am going to down tools and make that my priority. For someone that has work, had that work ethic that you've had, how hard was that to do and then how was that retreat for you? Yeah, actually, it was hard. Um, even the day before I was going, I was like, should I be doing this? The, the old, the old Peter was saying, you know, stay work, but I just, I knew, I knew there was growth, mate. There was growth going to the airport and challenging myself to put my bags on, you know, like, I just, I don't do that. I got, I got Katie there and, and she does all that. Um, so it was a challenge even getting to there. And then I just knew that, that the conversations we'd have with that, those blokes down there, they just, they'll, they'll stay with you. The chairlift ride, mate, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, so, yeah, it was just, yeah, massive growth to be able to say, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to do something for myself. Yeah, it was big, really big. I think because we just we just don't make enough time, do we? For we all work hard and and often we just let work be the priority, and we don't necessarily make time for those trips with friends or that that time away. So, mate, I get just how big a step that was for you, and well done for doing it, and what a great few days. Ah, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. I even gave up snow plowing at the end, I reckon. Yeah, mate, you were um. A1, by the end, it was just awesome. <laughs> I don't know about I'd that. never skied before. I couldn't believe where you got to by day three. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, It was. yeah, really good. And, yeah, it's just, it was an awesome trip. So we've got to do it again. Yeah. Those rituals and those disciplines are the things that can really sort of help us keep the balance in our realities. And I think so often we let them go and lose the balance, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that old guilt, it'll pop up and uh, just, yeah, I'll try and bring you back down, but yeah, you got to look after yourself. 
um, and, and put some time in into yourself as well. How's the future look for you and Kate and your family now, Pete? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome, Hutch. Um, yeah, we're we're always really close, close family. Um, have a have a laugh. We always laugh, um, but we just we just know that we can share anything. That nothing's a problem. Um, don't don't keep anything inward. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great place. Peter, I remember chatting with you recently, and it was just after your forty first birthday, and you shared with me something about wishes in history. You know your birthday wishes. Would you mind just sharing that story? Yeah, Hutch. Yeah, I did did turn forty one the other day, and um, yeah, I've, I've never been one to wish for money or a car or, or anything like that. But I've just always wished just to be happy. And, yeah, I, I had nothing to wish for um, the other day when I blew my candles out. And the kids laugh that I always wish for rain. Yeah, I'm always wishing for rain. But that was just me just happy with who I was. So yeah, it's 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 taken a while to, while to get there, mate. Doesn't that speak to the deeper work that you've done on yourself over the years, mate? That now you've found yourself arriving to a place where you found that happiness that you've been looking for. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's um, it's an awesome spot to be in. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm going to stay there. Pete, a um, couple of questions just to round this out. And I often ask these questions of people I interview. They're some of my favourite questions. What are, you, yeah. what are you most proud of? Oh, mate, my, my three boys. Um, they're, they're, they're an extension of Katie and myself. And, yeah, I just... I just look at them with immense proudness, love. They're just little champions, mate. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, mate, what would you say to a younger you if you were giving that young bloke some advice back when he was struggling and navigating the challenges of schooling and life as a young person? I'd probably have to grab him, give him a little shake and say, just let your guard down. Everything will be all right. Have some fun and just be yourself. Be proud of who you are. Awesome, Pete. Mate, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the courage that you've shown to face your fears public speaking, snakes, and what was the other one? Classroom. Classroom. I remember you saying that when the doors closed at the back of one of our conferences, how you were almost physically sick because you felt like you were back in a classroom again. And, you know, just congratulations on being part of our program for, you know, arriving back into the classroom and, you know, for now 
public speaking, but not just public speaking, but sharing your story and your struggles of dyslexia and um, the strength that you've shown to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable to those around you and to change your story. Um, and now to be on this podcast, and it's only a little one, but, you know, this, and I think you sharing this story will touch quite a few people who, you know, have their own struggles in some way and might not be opening up and being vulnerable and getting the people around them that they need. So thank you for your time today and thank you for being such a great mate and such a wonderful part of our community. Yeah, thanks, Hutch. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like therapy just talking about it, mate. And I just keep saying, I know I keep saying it, just you've got to be able to talk about it and it'll get easier. Um, and, yeah, it's just a privilege to be part of that community, farm owners, um, just like-minded people. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be a part of. And, Hutch, I'm not, I'm not scared of that classroom. I, I look forward to those deep dives now um, because, yeah, it's just it's more growth, um, which is awesome. Any final comments or reflections on the journey you've been on or the conversation we've had? Um, yeah, Hutch, I, I just value this conversation. Um, I just urge people just to, to be present. Don't be hard on yourself. Um, be kind on yourself. And just just stay stay in the now, yeah. Just stay in that now. That's that's the main thing we've got, isn't it? You're a good man, Pete. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Hutch. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Profitable Farmer Podcast by Farm Owners Academy. If you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a long-time listener, let your friends know about us or come continue the conversation in the Profitable Farmer Facebook group. All the best as you grow your business and create your freedom farm. Until next time, keep being incredible.